Podcast for daily well-being. My name is Stuart. That is Stan, the man Bush. As usual, I am here not with Jason or with Lisa, but I am here with two very, very special guests. Jason and Lisa are actually unwell at the moment, so I've got a, a co-host who is, I mean, a podcasting legend around here. That's incorrect. Yeah, well, look, that's that's the fans have spoken, and they want Mr. Pittman, Mr. Ben Pittman, and he Ooh. has come up. How are you, mate? Hello, everybody. Great. How are you? Yeah, doing good. This thank has got you. a real upbeat radio it's, show type of vibe. It is. I really like it. I know. Get your icy cold cans yeah. of Coca Cola, um, and uh, we have a very good friend of ours. Well, a very good friend of mine. Ben's just met him, but uh, and his name is Victor. Victor, how you doing, buddy? Hey, yo. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm I'm pumped. Um. Looking forward to this. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Good. What do you think of the intro music, mate? Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm pumped. And I'm, I think 50% of that pumpiness is because of the intro music. Yeah, well, that's, that's what we've come with. And we've come generally with 20, 20% pumpageness. And uh, so we've bumped it up to 70 now because that because Stan Bush has just done it for us. He really does. Yeah, he's, not, he's pretty good. A um, couple of quick questions that I need to clarify with you guys. Back to the Future 1 or 2, what's, what's better? Original for me. Ooh. Original for number you. Number one. Okay. I mean, I love number two, but sure. number one is yeah. killer. Yeah. And Victor, what do you say? Yeah, I can't even remember what happened in number one and two. It's to be right. Based around time travel, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's yeah, three yeah. of them. Yeah, three. Well, number three, we don't even consider. Oh, that's okay. Well, uh, this is this is a bone of contention, and this is also why we our podcasts go for far too long because we talk about Back to the Future a bit too much. But uh, hey, that's solid. That's solid content. It, it's part of the trilogy um, that they they can't beat. But yeah, one or two. Come on, oh, mate, commit, mate. I think I think let's go original. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. No, nah, look, fair enough. Where fair do you enough. sit on it? Well, look, uh, yeah, original is the better movie. Number two's got the better scenes. So it's got, it's got the You're hoverboard, right. That's fair. which is outrageously good. And everyone's disappointed we don't have a hoverboard now. Yes. But um, probably number one is the better movie. But I digress, as I normally do. I mean, I like it. Yeah. I'm here for yeah. it. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> now, uh, we've got Victor in. He's a very good friend of ours. And um, he's one of the mentors here at uh, at Temple and yes. at our Parallel campus. That's right. How long have you been there for? Um, what is it now? I think it's almost four years now. Almost four years? Yeah. Fair income, mate. Yeah, so started off as an ESO and um, yeah, then switched over to the mentor side of things and yeah, been loving it. Yeah, sweet. So what else do you do with yourself? Tell us a little bit about Victor. Yes. Um, well, when I'm not at Paralawi, I am at church. Um, I'm a youth pastor at my church, so love doing that. And when I'm not doing that, I am a husband and a father of two little boys. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, great. That, um, would, that would keep you well on your toes. Very much so. <laughs> so sometimes Victor just walks into school. In a daze. Barely awake. <laughs> <laughs> no, actual. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not no, even exactly. I'm more fully aware of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, As three people who all have two kids. You've absolutely. Got, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're all very aware of the situation, mate. Don't worry about it. And um, Victor is a um, below average basketball player, but we won't necessarily get into uh, that right <laughs> Yeah, well... You know, I'm actually feeling very good about my basketball skills today because I managed to um, um, to beat a student who is uh, pretty much as, as about tall as about you. Is that right, man? Yeah. What, do we want to discuss what happened last time we played? A little, uh, there was some uh, strong 
um, words coming from Victor's side of the table that he was going to smash uh, me. Or uh, I, I don't remember saying anything of that sort. No, um, climb let's, it. Let's, just let's, climb let's, it. Come on, the hyperbole is important in these situations, but, you know, mate. To be honest, I did think I would do much better than I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> that's the spirit. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure he scored, but that's all right. I am about, <laughs> I'm about a foot and a half taller than him, but... <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I, I think Mr. Mormon uh, here t- was talking himself down quite a bit. Um, so w- so when we came to the court, I was like, I, I w- <laughs> "What man can jump, mate? Don't worry yeah, about that." Yeah, I think I bit off a bit more than I can chew. But <laughs> a little bit of hustling. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. He's going to train in the off season and um, hopefully grow a foot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not sure about that one. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so look, let's just get back on topic because we're five minutes in and haven't even touched on what we're talking hey, about. That's a good podcast right there. It is not bad. <laughs> so uh, we brought Victor in. Um, we've talked about in, in past weeks about all kinds of areas of well-being. We've talked about anxiety, depression. We've talked about um, Gen Zs. Yeah. Talked about resilience. Um, we talked about vulnerability. All this kind of good stuff. Uh, and. That's all. Uh, we want to um, broaden kind of what we're talking about and how we're discussing different areas. Now, Victor has a bit of a story that is maybe unlike Jason and I's and Ben's and whoever, um, and has migrated here about uh, ten years ago or so, uh, eight years ago, what was it? Oh, Something like that. Ten years ago, that would only make me um, like uh, twelve or something. Yeah, like sure. That. Well, there we go. But, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no wonder I smashed him in basketball. What <laughs> <laughs> about uh, no? About seventeen years ago. About, um, sorry, okay, 17 yeah. years ago. <laughs> Maths or English, both are not my uh, strong suits. But um, yeah, like so we thought it'd be really good to um, have Victor to come in and sort of share about what it was like growing up in a, a bit of a, a different culture than in what he was born into yeah. and, um, and sort of some things that we as uh, can, uh, can learn about not only having people from culturally diverse backgrounds uh, live with us, but also those from culturally with yes, backgrounds growing up in different situations and, yeah. and yeah, and sort of building those relationships and partnerships. So why don't you, I, I guess, share with us a little bit about um, your story and about what you've learned. Yeah. Um, well, I start from the beginning. Um, I was born in Sierra Leone. It's a small country off the West Coast of, um, of Africa mm. and um, lived there till I was about five. And um, during that time, there was civil war breaking out in um in um in the country so very early on in my life started moving around yeah um and we would then move to a neighboring country guinea um different country different language um we'd stay there for about another five and a bit years um before moving um to australia so by the time i'd um I'd moved to Australia. I'd already lived in two previous, yes. um, previous countries. So yeah, it's kind of as a Sierra Leonean, it's kind of interesting because I don't actually remember much of Sierra Leone. Right. Okay. I don't actually have mu- much experience of Sierra Leone. Most of my memories come from Guinea. Okay. Um, which is quite um, quite different. Where Where is Guinea? I'm in so a, right Af- next to Sierra Leone. Right. Okay. Um, sure. West coast of of, um, of Africa as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so different languages there. While I was there, I picked up a couple of languages. Uh, which I've now lost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's annoying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that just, was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just not having the opportunity to really practice them once I came to, yeah, yeah. to Australia. So Sierra Leone is an English-speaking country. Okay. Um, and um, another language, um, the other main language is Creole as well, which is like a, um, a mix of English. So yes. um, having that and then coming to Australia really, really helped my transition. Great. Um, because learning English wasn't such a difficulty for me because yeah, I'd sure. already kind of learned it. and. Mm. Even in Guinea, while I was in school, um, I was studying in English as well. So okay. that helped things a lot when um, 
when I came here in Australia because then the language barrier wasn't such a um, a significant issue for me. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And so you moved here when you were like 10 years old or something yeah, like 10, that? Yeah, 10, 11. Like I turned 11 within a couple, yeah, couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, wow. yeah. And that's so formative in terms of like schooling and yeah. how did you find that transition into you know, socially and yeah. like that's massive. To be honest with you, I couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, um, so like school's just, it's just very, very different. Um, in what like, way? Oh, man. Okay. Probably one of the most significant things. Um, I, well, let me share a little story. So we had um, we had a year six teacher, right? I was, yeah, I just finished year five. And the next year I was going to be in year six. Yep. Now, the year six teacher was um, was famous for his uh, his methods of discipline. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yep. Good. This is ominous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? So he, yeah, he loved himself some cane. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I'm sure if our child protection laws <laughs> yeah. um, extend to Guinea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah. Oh, man. Different world, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, right. So, I was like, yeah, when we got the news that we, because we had been, in the years previously, we had been applying on, you know, so many different um, refugee programs, being, you know, being un- unsuccessful in, um, in all those ones um, before we had the opportunity to then, you know, come to, um, come to Australia. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that was going to be life-changing mm. for, you know, for all of us because we were struggling. Um, in what, in what, so what was the impetus behind that? Was it, so is Guinea sort of like war-torn as well or is it just um, sort of like the hope of what a, in inverted commas a better life or yeah. what, it, what was yeah. it yeah well so in in terms of moving to guinea you just you like at the time you just had to get out yes okay so it was just yeah. like you just you just got out um because the the war wasn't um wasn't across the border it was just in Sierra Leone, so you just kind of got out yeah and wherever so um for a lot of people that meant they went to ghana mm. um fled to ghana um or maybe even liberia but for us it was um yeah it was guinea so it yeah. wasn't so much of kind of choice to pick and choose. Like we knew some people in Guinea, so that kind of helped things a little bit, mm. but it was just kind of like um, the wall's heating up. It's coming now into the main city. Wow. Um, so you just got to, you just got to get out mm. as soon as, um, as soon as possible. And interestingly, we actually got out on a boat, um, on a little, on a little boat. So um, yeah, I was, I was a boat person. Amazing. Right? Wow. Um, yeah. With, yeah. With my whole family. I, I remember that um, my uncle didn't enjoy the trip. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> on the boat, I won't share any more about about why. Okay. But you can probably imagine. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. We'll try the sound effect for that. Oh, but. Yeah. No. No, we don't need that. <laughs> um, so yeah. So 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 here we are now. Um, yeah, in Guinea. Um, and yeah, applying, applying, not being successful, and then learning. Yes, we've been accepted. You know, we're, we're going to Australia, and that's wow. like, like wow. That's you know that's that's the dream. Yeah. Like, okay. Life sure. is just life has just changed. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, in, in in so many ways, in terms of healthcare, healthcare, in terms of sure. education, in terms of in employment, in terms of just in terms of safety. Yeah. Um, you know, in so many ways, life is now going to change and it's going to be so different. And so, yeah. So were you kind of like aware of that? Like, were you feeling that expectation as well? Or is it kind of just from your parents or were you like, you were pumped to get out of there as I, well? I, yeah, I was, I, I was pumped to get out. And yeah, like, yeah, one of the biggest things was just in terms of the ed- education situation. And, sure. Um, and um, yeah, because, 
yeah, I was I was I was going to be in year six with the. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the, it's just to get away from Dr. Kane, was yeah. it? <laughs> like, yeah, like pretty, like from yeah, for me, you know, back then, at yeah, ten, I'm um, going on to eleven. That was one of the biggest things. Yeah. Um, for me, and that that matters the most. So yeah. then, how did you navigate? Because I feel like the four things that you just mentioned in terms of education, safety, they're things that we would probably take for granted 100%. here. So how do you navigate coming in with such? You've got such a high level of value of that, but then dealing with what you would see is your peers that are just like, ah, oh, school, hate school. And you're yeah. like, this is, you know, like you've got yeah. that appreciation. How did yeah. you manage that that divide in that sense? How did you how did you cope with that? Yeah, so um, I guess, yeah, like interesting interesting thing for me is, yeah, I, um, like for a lot of my, a lot of my peers, a lot of the people that came around, around the same age or maybe just a little bit older, I guess they had grown up a little bit more in Sierra Leone, and um, and had a little bit more stability in terms of Sierra Leonean culture of itself and the values and mm. um, and all of that. But for me, because my experience, you know, was five years here, five you know, five years then. Sure. Um, there, you know, coming to Australia, I was kind of really, really looking forward to getting stuck in into Australian culture and mm. um, and kind of becoming you know becoming an Aussie, embracing that. So yeah. Um, you know, part of that was some of the struggles that I had. Um, you know, at school because. Here I am now. Um, you know, the the teachers are treated so <laughs> so so differently, right? Right. Yeah. Um, sure. In, in terms what way? of, like, <laughs> like in terms of the way that students speak to teachers. Okay. Like, you know, where I, where I came from, you wouldn't you wouldn't dare like. Okay. You wouldn't dare to speak to a teacher that way. And so we need to start carrying around canes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Not quite. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So and you know, the, you just. Yeah, as a ten year, ten, eleven year old, I just couldn't imagine that sure. I would that I would see that, and that would be happening. So it's like, oh, you know, okay, um, I've got this bit of freedom, and I've got I've got a bit more power now, mm-hmm. and a bit more leverage in this in this relationship, while at the same time navigating things at home, where home is, um, you know, with my with my dad and my and my grandma, who are still. Um, you know, very much, you know, holding on to the, um, their values because they've had so much, so many, many more years. Yeah. I'm yes. um, growing up with those, you know, with those values and in, in, in their formation and in, and in their development. And then there's me going like, you know, I like this. Um, wow. Okay. I like, I like, I like more power. I like being yeah. able to say what I want to say and, and have a bit more freedom and do more of what I want to do. Right. Um, but of that's course. Challenging. That's challenging. That's really interesting yeah, though. That is. And I, would see and you would see this as well. So our Paralawi campus is obviously much more like a, a, you know it's quite a melting pot of cultures. It's got mm-hmm. you know yeah. Cambodian kids, it's got yep. kids from um, from Africa, from yeah. Sudan, all that kind of stuff, and and there are uh, cultural um, power dynamics that exist within families that would be different to what we are used to. Um, you know, kind of Anglo-Saxon, Australia, and whatever, yeah. um, and. I would suggest that some of them would be similar to yours and I'm sort of like dumbing it down a little bit, but, you know, where it was a bit more maybe respectful in, in um, Sierra Leone in, in Africa and then maybe just less so in Australia, whereas – and there would be the opposite sometimes as well. In So some families who come who have this um, – the kids who have maybe a bit more power or, they, or mm-hmm. maybe maybe the males can have a bit more authority yeah. over the yeah. mothers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But when they go to school, it's not yeah. – it's not. Exactly. so how, how then um, understanding those differences of culture, right, and what you've grown up with. And so let's fast forward into your schooling life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm assuming you went to just a, 
Adelaide School, like Box Standard. Yeah, yeah, Adelaide yeah, School, yeah. yeah. I went to um, when I came in year six. I went to um, to Pennington Primary School, yep. which had an um, had an ESL program, but I had a, had the advantage of having learned English, so I quickly moved out of that um, ESL program into the into the mainstream program, mm. which you know kind of had its own set of challenges as well. Um, but so, then, what were some of those challenges? So, in terms of um, just okay, so you've got like the you've got the you've got the ESL kids, um, and they kind of stick together. They ESL is English second language. Yeah, kids. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah they kind of stick together and they they play soccer because that's that's the thing. So you know, once again, um, you you have yeah kids from from Africa, kids from uh, from Asia, and all other parts of the world that don't speak English. And you know, what's the thing that unites unites them? You know, bring the round ball. Yeah, sure. Um, they all know how to speak that language, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So that's the thing. And then in the mainstream program, you've got um, yeah, you've got your you know your Australian kids, um, you know, and they they love playing footy. And um, and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm hanging out with these kids in, um, you know, in my classes, building some friendships. You know, I want to hang out with them sometimes at lunch and play footy with them. Um, and then, um, but then sometimes I want to hang out with um, and and play soccer with the um, with the more cold kids. Um, I guess, and yeah, that was challenging sometimes. Of just, well, you know, where do I where do I fit in? Yeah, yeah, wow. wow. Um, and not everyone necessarily really liking that either. Um, you know, and some of the kids going, you know, why are you hanging out with them? Right. Um, and is that from not only your culturally diverse kids, but also your Australian English, yeah. you know, like yeah. uh, Anglo-Saxon kids? Like, why are you hanging out with both yeah. sides? So you sort of you feel a conflict of. Who to spend time with? Because you yep. want to, you've 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 fallen in love with Australia, yep. or you know, like you've yeah, desired yes. to move mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So you kind of want to fit in with the Aussie rules yep. and the whatever. Yeah. But like, you like soccer and you yeah. like doing those things, and you want to hang yeah. out with, I guess, those people that you can sort of maybe. Yeah. yeah. So here I am, kind of like feeling kind of stuck, stuck in the middle a little bit in terms of like I enjoy, and it wasn't necessarily of um you know I you know I want to fit in or mm. but I just I just enjoyed I just enjoyed. I enjoy that. Yeah, I enjoy yes. parts of the Australian culture. Yes, and, um, and you know, back then I was a Mad Crows fan. Not so much anymore, but um, that's a different story. We got that on. <laughs> we got that on the record. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do too, yeah, don't we? we? Do. we don't um, you know, but yeah, then still, you know, really loving some um, some of the aspects of my, um, you know, of my Af- African heritage as well. And I yeah. guess then with some of the other things that were happening outside of my own personal relationship. So, you know, for example, there's this. Um, you know, maybe there's a um, there's a kid from the mainstream um, program who's maybe made some racist remarks or um, or had some conflict with one of the kids from the ESL program, and then so then they don't like each other, mm. and then so but I don't necessarily have a personal issue with with any of these kids. I'm friends with both of them. Yeah. So then, kind of feeling stuck if I hang out with one, it's like, hey, um, you know, why why are you hanging out with that kid? Yeah. Um, and then same same vice versa, and that's kind of something that um, kind of carried on a little bit throughout my whole even into high school as yeah. well. And then I'll, I think I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but is no. that, just quickly, is that uh, conflict or that sense of inner conflict, is that something that you've in now in being a mentor and an ESO, have you seen that, is that, a, is that commonplace for maybe young people from another culture that are in a space I can imagine like Paralawi or yeah. something? Have, is that something that you've noticed is present for them? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, it's kind of like living in... Um, Living in two worlds, um, you're here at school, and um, and then you know like now if you add in you know things like social media and 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 all of that, and it's just it's a different world, different language, 
um, you know, that's, that, that's, that's spoken. And then yeah, you go yeah. home and then at home, it's, it's also a different world. You know, you've got different norms, different, different languages. You speak to adults at home differently than the way that you speak to adults in a school environment. Um, I've definitely seen that with, you know, as I'm, I guess I can speak as a teacher. Yeah. I've seen that with, like I've taught in places where the kids are like, please don't release my grades because if it's below yeah. a certain thing. Yeah. Like I've had quite full-on situations where the kid is literally crying to me saying, please don't release that result because oh. I'm, I'm going to cop it. And as a teacher, I'm just like, well, I don't want that to happen. Mm. But it's like, well, I can't like, yeah. lie. Yeah. And it, so then it, it's, yeah. it, it ends up, you can see the power of that conflict mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it must be so challenging. Yeah. And again, for me, yeah, that's something that I haven't necessarily yeah. had to deal mm-hmm. with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because like the weight and the value of, of education, um, especially coming from a background of, of war and coming from a background of poverty where opportunities are, are limited. Mm. So then the weight of, of ed, you know, education is power. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then you're coming, you know, you come into Australia and your family have expectations in terms of, in terms of education, mm. um, because they're seeing that as this is key and this is this is this is power yeah. of you being able to kind of step out of the situation that we've had to endure as your parents. Yeah, so for and long. We want a better life for you. Yeah, I can say. Um, what a pressure for yeah. a young person. Yeah. on their shoulders. That's crazy. That's right. But then, as a young guy, yes, I I just want to have fun and <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, that's what you know. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy school. Um, yeah. So then there's yeah there's that there's that conflict. So did you enjoy school? Yeah, I, I love school. Um, and why did you enjoy school? Because you are feeling this, this pull from mm-hmm. and, and push as well yeah. from, from both sides to an mm-hmm. extent. So, so what about your school experience made it something that you enjoyed? Yeah, I just like, yeah, I, um, I think it helped that I was, I was okay academically. Mm-hmm. Um, that helped. So that helped me enjoy, enjoy school a little bit more. And just I loved... Um, I love making friends with lots of people, you know, from different, you know, you know, different backgrounds. And mm. that's one of the things I really, really loved about, um, about my high school, especially at Woodville High. Um, you know, sometimes I'd go and I'd hang out with the European kids mm. um, and hang out with them and, and play soccer with them. Sometimes I'm, I'm there with African kids and sometimes I'm there with all the kids playing, you know, playing footy. I could, um, I love being able to kind of just, kind of just go everywhere and just yeah, kind of just be able to be there and just be able to be a part of what they were. That's awesome. Um, they were kind of doing. So. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess for those young people who might feel uh, unsure of where they fit in, mm-hmm. and that maybe they feel that pressure to fit in with a certain, and maybe yeah. that's come from their family, or maybe yes. it's just mm-hmm. come from society. How do you? What would you say to them, and how do they negotiate and navigate that uh, schooling system? But also yeah. for teachers and for parents. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them to help that that transition and that integration? Yeah. Um, well, I think one thing, you know, speaking to students, um, I would say it's it's okay to it's okay to feel a pull to one side yeah. or another or or both. It's you know that's okay, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with um, with being an African kid and um, and just really loving Aussie culture. Yeah, and yeah. Re- loving yourself a bit of footy and wanting to do that, there's you know there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that, and you don't have to you don't have to justify that. Um, you know that that's okay, and yeah, well. and and same thing vice vice versa. It's okay to be who you are. It's okay to walk into um, into different worlds. Sure. Um, and just yeah, be like be empowered to do that and and enjoy it. And you don't need to feel guilty about that. And you don't need to 
um, allow other people to put guilt on you or shame on you as well because um, maybe they feel like you're walking away from you know from who you are because that's not something for them to um, to define. That's not something for peers to define. In yeah, sense yeah. of who you are, you can you can enjoy you can enjoy both sides both sides of things. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that is really. I mean, that's a really powerful um, way to frame that thing, right? Is that it's okay to to want to be part of this group and want to be part and and to to, to take the best of those cultures yeah. and uh, to sort of integrate it into your life. And now, I mean, you are a uh, I guess you know relatively functional adult. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> apart from the bar- yes. apart from your basketball abilities, oh, you know, no, um, that's rough. Yeah, rough. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be back here again. And sure. by the time I'm back here again, I think. I'll be the one boasting about my sure. basketball we'll see, skills. See in thirty yes. years when my up, when Victor. my back is literally broken. <laughs> Take him out, Victor. No, 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 no. Um, I've lost my train of thought yeah, though. You were just self. You were just pumping yourself. <laughs> yeah. Pumping your own tires. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Yes. <laughs> just another opportunity to get around my lack of basketball ability. <laughs> um, oh, literally, I've forgotten. So, what else as I, a now as an adult, yeah. how would how do you? Because you're in such a unique position now to, as yeah. a mentor. How do you then help young people navigate? That is, you know, do you do you feel like you see yourself in so many of their journeys and then are able to empower them from there? Or what does that look like for you as a mentor now and a pastor, really, for young yeah, people? Definitely. And one of the things that I'm really passionate about um, is just getting family, um, getting family on board, um, and strengthening and building family relationships and fa- and family partnerships. Because um, now looking for thing from um, looking at things from a perspective of a parent, because now I'm also a parent. Mm. Um, of just understanding, like, wow, um, my my parents would have had it really, really tough. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, here I am at ten years old, so I'm I'm like a sponge, mm. and I'm picking up all these things, and I'm understanding, and I so I have a um, a much more intricate understanding and a much more lived understanding and experience of Australia and Australian culture and of about how it works and yeah. all its systems and all these kind of things. But then here are my parents, and they they want the best for me and, yep. and and they're trying but you know what that looks like for them you know and what that meant for them you know back in that environment where yeah. they grew up in is is just different um i've got a sort of a follow-up a question to that and you might be able to answer you might be not mm-hmm. but obviously you moved here when you were 10 so you yeah. had an experience of of africa mm-hmm. but you were sort of at an age where you were able to you know you take on the yeah. australian stuff and whatever english was an mm-hmm. easier language for yeah. you to pick up was your parents were obviously adults when they moved mm-hmm. here. So how what what do you think were uh, things that they did uh, that helped you as a as their child mm-hmm. um, and and for themselves as well to integrate into Australian yeah. society? I mean that's is uh, yeah. assuming that they have, but yeah. I'm assuming that you know that's been yeah. a positive thing. So what have they done as adults who have lived their whole lives presumably mm-hmm. within Sierra Leone and yeah. um and Ghana as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what what did they do that was yeah. key to that? Um, so one of the things, um, so part of all of that, I would say is um, as much as I, I love school and I enjoyed it, um, I'm not sure that the school would have enjoyed me as much. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, um, you know, I was exploring and enjoying all this newfound freedom. Yeah. Um, right, which, mean, which meant um, getting lots of trouble and doing lots of, um, things that weren't um, helpful for my education or right. helpful for the stress levels of my teachers either. Okay, <laughs> right, yeah, good. So, um, so there's all of that, and I'm getting in lots of trouble at school, and at, and my parents are struggling, um, really kind of just struggling. What what do we do? Um, you know, I had a lot of anger as well. 
um, here we've got like this, um, you know, this this angry little boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you know getting in all these trouble, this trouble at school, um, and um, so part of that was, um, um, I think, yeah, I think if I look back, probably one of the big challenges um, within my family was was just was just me, because I just think my own personality was kind of a little bit different than yeah. than that of my siblings. Okay. I was I questioned things and yeah. I pushed boundaries. Um, yeah. So, so, and yeah, just, just getting stuck in, right. And just trying to figure out all this thing. But did those pushing of boundaries help you? Like, did that, yeah. did that help your, um, integration, I guess, or, you know, like accepting of Australian culture? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would say so. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they help things, um, in terms of integration, but in terms of then things at home and just, the family dynamics they didn't they didn't help things okay um a lot they caused a lot of stress for my yeah. for my family because once again here's education mm. and and that's really really high powerful, value yes. very very yes. highly valued yes. um and rightly so you know um but here i am and and so they're thinking you know he's 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 not making the most out of this and he's taking this thing for granted and he's not going to be successful and, and he's going to struggle and we don't want that for him and we want him to turn things around um one of the things that really helped is that I um um I was um um I had a um I think a youth worker would have been his title. Yep. I had a youth worker and I was part of a program called um called Reconnect. And um and the aim of this program was to have someone to come in to work with um with my family and um and with me. Um so spent lots and lots of one one on one time with um with my youth worker and that that really, really helped me because there was just there was just things happening at home that I, I just I wasn't happy with as well, because like for example I would okay I'm here in Australia mm. I feel Australian and I'm I'm seeing things in the way that Australian families are and the things that they do um, you know and one of the really difficult things was in my relationship with um, with my dad and mm. you know now that I'm a now that I'm a parent as well I'm. I think I'm able to look at things a lot more from a position from a position of empathy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Just be able to go. You know what? Oh, this would have been such a struggle for for, for my dad too. Sure. Because here he is. This is a new place for him, and he just he just doesn't really really know how yeah. how to kind of navigate this and how to help me navigate it. Um, but then here I am as a young person, and I'm needing this from him, and I don't really know how to articulate it either. Wow. Um, so because of that, and then I'm acting out and doing all this kind of stuff. Um, and you know, I'm only just realizing all these things as an adult. Yeah. But this is what was happening back then. I'm struggling. I need this. Um, my dad's struggling, and he, he's not really sure what to do for me and how to help me. Um, but yeah, having having that youth worker from Reconnect come in and work with me, and worked with working with my family was was so helpful because I felt like that gave me a voice. It, it gave me a voice to speak into some of the things that were happening in terms of um, you know with my family dynamics because. In terms of the way that the um, just the parenting work works in in our context, young people don't necessarily always have that voice. Okay, that's interesting. Um, and so, you know, once again, if we if we take things back to you know to Africa, that's kind of the way things are, and that there are other things that kind of balance those um, that kind of balance that out. Mm. Um, but then you come to Australia, and don't, and then those things are gone. Like for example, having that. Um, in in like back in Africa, we live in much more like um, you were a lot closer with your neighbors, and right. they were kind of like sure. family yep. as well, right? Yep. So 
Um, for example, if I had, you know, issues with, with parents, maybe I could go to like our next door neighbor who I would call auntie mm. or uncle or something like that and go and complain, um, you know, and then they would come and, and kind of like fight on my behalf yep. and kind of empower me in that sense. Yep. Um, but then, you know, you come, um, we come to Australia and then, you know, we're new and everyone around us of a different culture and just works, you know, just yeah, even yeah. like the way that the houses are structured and yeah. there's fences between each house and stuff like that. It just works works differently so yeah. then we don't have those structures so then here i am i'm in one one situation where i have i i feel very empowered and i feel like i have a voice i've got power yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then i'm in another situation where i i feel stripped of that power wow. and there's just a great sense of frustration mm. um yeah and i think sorry i'll jump no, in i think it's so because I can imagine a lot of young people might be listening to this and they talk about, I think resentment is such a massive, like it's anger that it just, you know, it, yeah. you're every day just like yeah. resenting your parents. Yeah. And I'm not trying to defend or like yeah. I think, but yeah. I can see as a mentor and even as a teacher, you can see it's helping young people absolutely as parents sometimes we have to not take things personally and come and have that empowering conversation. Yeah. But then I think also for our young people, if you're if you're listening to this and you're struggling with like deep anger towards those parental figures, mm. some of you know that there is an empathy that the yeah. older you get, you totally understand. Yeah. Oh man, that's hard. It doesn't and for those that have been mistreated, I'm not trying to defend yeah, any for, of yeah, that. For sure. no. But you can definitely see that level of empathy and if as a young person, if you can do your best to take the emotion out of your perspective, mm. yeah. it might allow you to come to more of a common ground. Yeah. Does that, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think one of the things that Victor said and, and Ben picked up so well is um, you when you felt like your voice wasn't heard, yeah? But your parents probably felt like their voices weren't heard yeah. and because yeah, so there was this, definitely. There definitely. Was this um, uh, you know, whatever, um, conflict within – within how these cultures were relating to each other, you had taken on this a bit more, whatever, for lack of a better word, relaxed Australian, right? Yeah. Now, and because those voices together weren't heard, that builds on resentment, right? And something that's so important is that resentment happens when we are unable to express ourselves yep. and we keep it within and it just, it bubbles up in our mind. Mm. And, um, and that's what we, we talk about on this podcast and and through all the stuff we do as mentors and teachers and everything. The ability to connect with people and the ability to um, make you know in in love and in and in grace um, express ourselves, yep. but then also to be able to be expressed too. Mm. You know, to have to listen to people and yep. to take yes. on what people yep. to take on the views that um, you know. I've, I moved here when I was ten, and I'm I'm feeling this lovely Australian culture, and it's amazing, and I want to I want a bit more freedom. But your parents are like, and they've grown up in this situation, and they're like, well, this is we we want you to value your education and make the most of it. Both valid points, right? Yep. And both when seen from a point of un, not listening, unlistening, whatever, can can seem like they're they're, they're diametrically opposed, yeah. but they're actually not. They're yeah. actually yeah. together. They can yeah. both live in harmony. Exactly. And um and so often that is missing, right? So often that that ability to hear each other's voice and to take it on builds resentment, and you see that in culture, right? You see that, and you see that in the race wars of the world that people are unwilling to yeah. listen to yeah. each other. Yeah. People are unwilling to. Um, they're quite happy to share their voice. Yes. They're quite happy to make an opinion. And we talked about this in our Gen Z episode that, um, gen, you know, that this generation, and, and it's not just Gen Z, it's it's all generations, but, but they're quite happy to make an, uh, 
an opinion, but they want to be able to listen to the response and to listen to other people's voices. And together, as we understand each other, as we understand each other's context and where we're coming from, that is when we are able to live in true community. And I think the biggest thing is to have someone like, you are that youth worker now. Yeah, Victor, like, yes, yeah. exactly. Because like the stats say that boys particularly, 80% of males have an inability to express their feelings. Yeah. So then you as a youth worker now are able to, and can I say for males out there listening, mm. if you like, you have to work, this is something of learning to be able to express yes. your yes. emotions. And yeah. again, it might not be in a, amazingly articulate way but if you can yep. if you can articulate how you're feeling that yep. brings power which then gives you a voice to be able yep. to have people in your world like you yep. are mm. it doesn't you don't need to be able to articulate it you just need to be able to say look this i'm feeling this yeah because man if for boys particularly yep. i think it's action their actions speak louder than their words and that's where we see behavior issues yeah acting 100%. out and i think it leads to in later in life we see yep. relationship challenges yeah. and yeah, it's awesome yeah. and 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 yeah, I've, I've yeah been through that, <laughs> um, and so I think I would yeah anyone listening, I I just really encourage you, especially young guys, out there, is to is to make use of um of the resources resources available to you and the people yeah. that are available to you. So yeah. you know if you're listening and you're a you're a, you're a Paralawi Temple Paralawi or a Temple Malin student, you know make use of the student mentors yeah um, that are available to you. Make use of your um of your teachers. Um, cause they're there and they, and they want to hear your stories. They, yeah. Um, they want to get to know you and they want to help and they, they want to empower you to, um, to have a voice. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah. also to parents as well, you know, you get number one, seek help as well if yeah. you can, but also yeah. try and listen from the context of where your kids yeah. are coming from. Yeah. Cause they are in a different culture. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it is not different country, but yep. school is a different culture yeah. and a different life Definitely. to what they've come from. So, sorry. Yeah, I'll jump in. Just to what so this is a bit selfish. As a teacher, how can we then best support those students? Because you can imagine from a teacher, it's easy for us to get frustrated yep. and think, how can we like I know we're sorry, we're running out of time, but how how can we help empower young people? Like how, what can we do? What's yep. from your perspective as both a mentor but as a student from this such a challenge? Yeah. Um I think one of the key things um, that I pick up a lot in, in my conversation with students and, and, and that I see playing out is it's just it's just being heard. I think it just makes such a huge difference when when a student or when a young person feels like they're heard. Correct. Yeah. Um, when they feel like this, I'm talking to someone, um, especially I'm, I'm talking to an adult, mm. you know, someone that has has a bit more power yeah. um, in their relationship with me and and they're listening. They're really listening. They really value what I'm what I'm saying. They really care. Um, I think that's really, really important. And also that um, then, so just the idea of, once again, you know, family relationships and family family partnerships um, and when appropriate, um, you know, that that teacher or that mentor or that, you know, principal or whatever is mm. able to mm. um, kind of help me to just express some of my challenges um, to my family and help them understand. Because that's the thing as well, especially in my culture, is that um, the, you know, the opinions of, of teachers the opinions of um, of principals and and just staff are very very highly valued. Sure. So if I as a as a student am, am kind of going through something difficult and I'm and I'm struggling and I might be trying to communicate that at home, but it's not really it's not really getting through. Um, but then if that comes from my from my teacher or from someone yeah. at school, you know, that's saying, hey, you know, this this young person here is, you know, is really struggling in in you know in in, in this area and in and in and in that area. That just 
you know the weight of those words yeah um yes. yep. you know just just such a huge difference and and i think that's then awesome. that's yeah that's a bit of empowerment for go to for that person to go that young person to go all right this is someone that i this is someone that's on my side awesome. and this is someone that's that's there to help me and then for for a parent as well that's like okay i'm I'm, I'm understanding and this is coming from a from, from a teacher so there's a little bit of weight mm. and there's, there's a little bit more validity behind it as well sure. um yeah that's I mean, awesome that's good, that's good mentoring that is really good, good mentoring stuff. is good listening which is often the hardest thing because yeah, you're so busy sure. that it's yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah. that's great oh victor i'm so thankful that you've come and been able to share that with us and yeah. i think you know you've obviously talked about it from a, a, a culturally diverse point of view yeah. and, and shared your amazing story but I think there's lessons yeah. for all of us for within sure. that for about sure. listening yeah. and about absolutely um, empathy and all that yeah. kind of stuff yeah. um, I, I mean let's get you back on at some point I hope <laughs> that's you know I, I think that would be really great Victor thanks again Ben thanks for stepping hey. into the big shoes no of, of Jason Lee. thanks big guns um, once again um, make sure you're, you're rating us on Apple and Spotify and all those good places. Get around it. Share the podcast if you can. I'm sure, you know, Victor's going to love all the attention that he's going to get from, <laughs> from the millions yeah, of views and listens. Yeah, that's um, cool. Once again, this is the Unmasked Podcast, your weekly podcast for daily wellbeing. I'm Stuart and saying goodbye. Bye-bye.